What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow the at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow now. What's up, guys? Today is Tuesday, March 22nd. And wanted to take this time to dig into some Warriors hoops coming off a rough loss to the San Antonio Spurs at home. We'll be talking more about that. We've got the return of Gary Payton Jr. the second tonight for the upcoming game against the Orlando Magic. Warriors just Barely hanging on a thread here at third place in the Western Conference standings. Barely hanging on to third. Um, It's rough, man. You know, Steph Curry, I think we got some good news recently on the Steph Curry front. It looks like he will be ready to roll come the start of postseason. I think they're looking at that uh, two to three week timeline from the initial date of injury and looking like he'll be closer to the two-week mark than three. Um, But still, we've got 11 regular season games left, counting the game tonight against Orlando. Like I just said, Warriors barely hanging on to third place in the standings right now. If we just take a quick look at the Western Conference standings, the Warriors are currently 47-24, and and, uh, 10 and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns. Uh, one and a half games behind the two seed Memphis Grizzlies at 49 and 23. Utah Jazz are in fourth. Warriors are only two and a half games above them. And then Dallas Mavericks in fifth. Warriors only four and a half games above the Mavericks. So, yeah, 11 games left. Uh, Warriors are going to need to win some games if they want to maintain the third seed or even the fourth seed or even the fifth seed for that matter. Um, Denver Nuggets, not that too far behind either. And, you know, I think tonight's going to be a very good showing of, you know, how worried should we be about this team without Steph Curry? And, you know, the Warriors historically have always really struggled without Steph Curry, even going back to the Kevin Durant days. Um, Warriors did not fare well in those games without Steph Curry, even with Durant and Thompson. So we know that Curry is what makes this offense work um you know i think the draymond green suspension um in the third quarter of the san antonio game obviously played a big role in deciding the outcome of that game there were undisputably some questionable foul calls even that ejection um, among other plays throughout the game but not here to really harp on the refs or, or try and blame the refs for the loss at the end of the day. That's that's NBA hoops, right? The officials are only human. They're going to make mistakes. And as a team, as players, as a coach, you just have to put yourself in the best possible position to succeed. Um, you can't throw blame on others. You can't control factors that are outside of your control. You can only do what you can do, which is focus on the task at hand, which tonight is going to be taking care of the Orlando Magic, who, while are on this rebuilding track of their own, 
and have a very young team without a lot of quality veterans and really haven't necessarily performed particularly well in the season. It's the NBA. These are all NBA caliber players on any given night. Any one player, any one team can under or overperform. So I think that's going to be a point of emphasis for Steve Kerr talking to these Curry less warriors coming into the game tonight. You really need to take care of business. It would be really great to get back on track after the consecutive losses, uh, Boston Celtics and Orlando and uh, San Antonio Spurs get back on track with a game, a win tonight against the magic and um, on to the next one. So when looking ahead at the remaining games, the remaining 11 games for the golden state warriors, uh, like we just said tonight, Orlando magic to, then we've got tomorrow at the Miami Heat, Friday at the Atlanta Hawks, Sunday against the Washington Wizards. Then we've got Memphis, Phoenix, Utah, Sacramento, Lakers, San Antonio, and then finally New Orleans. So, um, you know, of all of those games, I'd probably say this Orlando team is probably the worst of them, just going off the standings. Maybe Washington um, is up there as well. So, you know... You definitely can't lose all 11 games, or I don't know the wor- where the Warriors are going to be finishing in the West. Um, you know, I don't expect them to win all 11 either. I think a 50-50 split would be great. Um, but before we really get into all of that, I want to talk more about this uh, game at home against the Spurs. This was a 108-110 loss to the San Antonio Spurs, and this was just a really tough match. Um, from the get-go, the Warriors found themselves down early. It wouldn't be until late in the second half that they would finally take their first lead of the game. And, you know, I think some key things that I wanted to call out, uh, Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole did most of the heavy lifting on offense as expected. Thompson was a volume shooter, 22 field goal attempts. He would connect on nine of those, six of 12 from three, which is actually pretty good but was a minus 13 in the in his season-high 38 minutes. So definitely great to see Klay Thompson play 38 minutes. Um, 22 field goal attempts kind of to be expected. Would love to see him be a little bit more efficient. Did not get to the foul line. Did not have any assists. Um, did not have any turnovers. So this was kind of a classic Klay Thompson-esque line. He was hunting shots. He hit a lot of threes. But he was kind of a stopgap as far as when the ball got into his hands. He was he was pulling the trigger. Jordan Poole, on the other hand, eleven of twenty-one for the field, fifty-two percent from fifty-two percent from the field, four of nine from three, two of two from the line, twenty-eight points, three assists, three turnovers, and Poole was a minus five in thirty-six minutes. So um, you know, assist numbers kind of low for Jordan Poole for what I was expecting starting at the point guard position, replacing Stephen Curry. 36 minutes, great to see him do that. Um, fairly efficient and pretty good shot selection for a guy who only had two points at halftime. He just really came out strong in the third and fourth quarters. But again, um, was more of a play finisher than a shot than a play creator or offense creator or initiator for others on the team. Um, moving down the line, Andrew Wiggins, 33 minutes, 5 of 13 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, 6 of 9 from the free throw line. 
8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 turnover, 16 points, and he was a plus 1. Draymond Green would play 18 minutes before being ejected. Uh, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 fouls, uh, plus 2. He did have 1 field goal and 2 free throws. Kavon Looney. This was a really tough game for Looney. Probably one of his worst games of the season. 17 minutes, 1 of 2 from the field, 0 for 2 from the line, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, a turnover, minus 16. That was a team low, minus 16, um, for anyone who played for the Warriors in the game against San Antonio. Um, Other notable mentions, Otto Porter Jr., some signs of life, season-high 16 rebounds, 16 points, 4 of 4 from the foul line, 6 of 13 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, Eight offensive rebounds, eight defensive rebounds, and he was a minus two. Then you had Nemanja Bialica, also probably one of his best games of the season, um, certainly in the last 10 to 20 games. Four of eight from the field, one of two from three, nine rebounds, six assists, two turnovers, nine points. He was a plus 10. Jonathan Kaminga, 23 minutes, four of seven from the field, O oh of two from three, one of two from the line, five rebounds and assist. Nine points plus 11. Chris Chioza played 19 points, attempted one three, uh, three assists, two steals, plus two. So as you can see, the only starter who finished with a net positive plus minus rating was Draymond Green, who only played in 18 minutes. Um, Otto Porter and Bielitsa and Kaminga all did pretty well off the bench, but, you know, this is going to spell trouble for the Warriors if Nemanja Bjelica is your leading uh, guy in assists for the night. So I definitely love to see Bjelica have a very strong game. We're going to need more of that, especially if Kavon Looney is kind of feeling the wares of playing in every game this season. It seems like he certainly could use some rest. The Warriors are... Um, very keen on trying to get Looney through all 82 games without sitting one out. We'll see how that goes. Um, but again, great game from Bielitsa, amazing game from Otto Porter. Jonathan Kaminga kind of struggled, but um, at least the team fared well when he was on the floor. And then Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole. I mean, it's hard to ask more of them. I mean, that's a combined 43 shots, 20 of 43 shots, 10 of 21 from three. Those aren't bad numbers, but you'd like to see them get others involved. Just three assists combined from those two guys. And then Andrew Wiggins, too. I felt like, you know, 13 shot attempts. Really needed him to hit some more threes. Six for nine from the free throw line, which is okay. Definitely better than 30%. We're hovering at about 67% right there. So, you know, what, what was going on and what was going wrong? Well... The Warriors just simply could not get stops on defense. And the Spurs um, just had a very Spurs-esque type of game. They had six guys in double figures. You had Josh Primo with 11, DeJounte Murray with 19, Keldon Johnson with 14, Vassell with 12, Josh Richardson had a team-high 25, Zach Collins had 11. So you had six guys scoring double figures. The Spurs hit 15 threes. The Warriors had four players in double figures, nearly six if you count the two nines from Bielitsa and Kaminga. Only 11 of 33 from three. 
Um, 41 for 90 from the field for the Warriors, 38 of 98 from the field for the Spurs. But, um, you know, you look at turnovers, 10 to 15. So nothing really jumps out substantially when you just look at the box score and the numbers. Um, I think the main issue or one of the main issues here that I want to talk about is outside of Bielitsa, the Warriors only had three pointer three point makes from Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole, and Bielitsa only hit one. You had um, a combined twelve three point attempts from everyone that wasn't Thompson or Poole, while those two combined, as I said earlier, had twenty one attempts and eleven of those makes. So, not a whole lot of outside shooting going on to really help open up the floor. I think that's why you saw Jonathan Kaminga struggle more than we've been used to seeing him struggle. Um, definitely not able to get to the foul line as much as we as much as we'd like to. Otto Porter Jr. I definitely feel like will have a nice bounce back game. We know he's been great shooting the three on the season and on the career. So you know him over three. I feel like we get that turned around. And I mean, look, we are just a few more shots going in or a, or a non-Draymond ejection or um, just some better execution at the end of the game and not getting called for an offensive foul on a free throw attempt with uh, just a few seconds left in the game. So a lot of things could have changed to really turn this around for the Warriors to win instead of lose. But at the end of the day, this was not a good performance from the Warriors start to finish in an opponent that really the Warriors had no excuse to losing to. This should not have been as close of a game as it was throughout. The Warriors should not have been in as big of a hole as they were. I think at one point they were down 14. Great to see them um, be able to come together and down the stretch take the lead. But the fourth quarter, again, fourth quarter issues on offense, not able to execute and score. It was really the Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole show down the stretch to try and score. You put a lot of pressure on those guys to hit shots and make plays, especially when your teammates are creating space on the floor by hitting the open shots that they're given. And you find yourself in this position now where the Warriors feel like they're reeling again. So um, it's going to be a challenge, like we said, but I'd really like to see how they perform tonight against the Orlando Magic. Again, this is the front end of a back-to-back tomorrow. They're going to go to Miami and play the Miami Heat. Um, a very good team, a much harder opponent than the Orlando Magic. Steve Kerr has not elected to say whether or not Clay Thompson, um, Otto Porter Jr., or even Gary Payton um, will be playing in the back-to-back. Um, right now, we have the only news is that Gary Payton will be playing tonight. Um, Andrew Wiggins is probable. Clay Thompson will play. Moses Moody is questionable. Uh, Steph, we know, is out. Draymond will be in there. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how how this all happens. I mean, we all know in the season, um, I think I want to say three years ago, where Steph broke his hand and basically missed the entire season, Draymond really struggled. This was not the good version of Draymond that we all know and love. He even um, admitted that himself uh, in this offseason coming into the season talking about how he wants to leave a better impression for his kids and uh, make sure that people remember him for all the good things that he can do on the basketball floor and not for his play in those two lackluster seasons so this version of Draymond that kind of makes the hot-headed play of, of getting himself in jeopardy or not 
for putting the team in jeopardy by getting ejected from a game in which he was absolutely 100% needed um, for the Warriors to come up with a win. I'd really like to see a big bounce back game from Draymond. Again, in those 18 minutes he played, he did look pretty good. Six rebounds, five assists. Um, one of the only, the only starter or one of the only starters with a net plus minus rating. So hoping for a big Draymond Green bounce back kind of revenge game, if you will. And uh, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, I'd like to see them be more um, involved in getting others easy looks at the rim. Um, happy with those guys connecting on 52 points combined. I think that needs to continue, but we need more assists. You know, as a team, only 26 assists. And again, you had the starters combined for 13 and the bench combined for 13. I just think it's going to be tough to win games if Bielitsa is your lead assist man, not to take away from the great game that he had. I definitely like that. Um, his involvement in the offense, 25 minutes, like we said, nine rebounds, six assists, nine points. He hit a three. So he's going to be a big part of this team and um, navigating this period of time without Steph Curry. It'll be interesting to see how ready to go Gary Payton is after missing all that time. Um, he can definitely be a big factor, a guy that can hit an open three in the corner, um, just create havoc on the defensive end, create offense on his own by just getting steals in the open floor and getting dunks, um, being kind of a lob play finisher at the rim. The magic role with two big centers in Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. So, you know, Warriors are kind of at the opposite end of that with Smalls. Um, not not playing a legit seven-footer. And so, yeah, uh, Mo Bamba is, likes to take a lot of threes. So, so, does one, so does Wendell Carter Jr. So it'll be interesting to see how all of that goes. Um, but overall, you know, I think the Warriors are more than capable, more, there, more than enough talented, and have more than enough pieces available tonight to take care of this Magic team on the road. And it just will be a very important building block to do so because if you drop this game and then you're looking at a three-game lose streak and then trying to deal with the remaining games on this schedule for the Warriors, as we already mentioned, Miami, San Antonio, um, among others, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, Atlanta Hawks, Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, there are some quality opponents left on the schedule, and the Warriors, again, are just barely hanging on in the standings. So um, with that, we're going to take a quick pause and remind you guys that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Plus, either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So again, just some keys, I think, going into this Orlando game. One, take care of the basketball. Two, don't get off. Don't come out of the game with a lack of... Don't come out to start the game with a lack of energy. Don't get down to an early deficit. The Warriors are more than capable of coming back if they get down early. But when you put yourself in a hole early like that and you expend all this energy in the third quarter trying to just get back into the game, down the stretch, they have 
had this reoccurring issue where they're not able to close games because guys are just gassed or not able to execute. And so I'd love for them to come out with a lot of energy early, just put the hammer down on the magic, get other guys involved. Let's get some more Otto Porter Jr., Bielitsa threes, get Kaminga some shots at the rim, get him to the foul line. Andrew Wiggins, I'd love to see Andrew Wiggins get 20 plus points. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, let's say maybe combine for 10 assists. Clay Thompson, love for him to see to have a little bit more patience on the offensive end. I have no problem with him taking 22 shots, but I'd like to see them be less forced. Uh, I was happy with the three-point shot. Again, 6 of 12 from 3, but um, again, only hit three shots that weren't threes. So those tough twos, you know, maybe rethink those a little bit. I know he's really trying to just force his way back into being that Clay Thompson that we all remember um, before the injury, but he just needs to be a little bit more patient, not push or press so hard every single time. And uh, Jordan Poole just love to see what he's doing and let, like to see him continue to keep up the offensive efficiency and just be that kind of swag machine or, or OG, as Fitz said, uh, the young OG at 22 years old, just continue doing everything great. Moses Moody, uh, we still don't know if he's going to play tonight as of the time when we're recording this podcast in 1.37 in the afternoon. Um, be interesting to see if he ends up playing or not. He could obviously be a big piece to what the Warriors are trying to do. And then I guess the X Factor, Damian Lee and Juan Toscano Anderson, who did not play at all in that loss to the San Antonio Spurs. You got to wonder if Steve Kerr's thinking these guys are just completely X'd from the rotation or if the starters come out and those initial first two bench subs don't play or perform well or come out with the right energy or intensity, does he go to a Toscano or Damian Lee just to get another look? I know that those guys haven't played particularly well in the season. I'm not necessarily advocating for those guys to play over uh, Otto Porter Jr. and Nemanja Bielitsa or Andrew Wiggins, but at the end of the day, you got to find guys who are going to come onto the court, compete, fight for rebounds, fight for defensive position, not give up easy looks, not turn the ball over, convert, run the sets, and do what the coaching staff is asking of them. So if those guys aren't able to do what's being asked of them, you know, I don't have an issue with giving them a chance and opportunity. So a lot of interesting stuff. Again, I think a lot is riding on this game tonight, putting a lot of pressure on the Warriors to take care of business. I think a win tonight puts them in a good place to kind of bounce back and look at the remaining 10 games and refocus and approach this one game at a time. I think you lose tonight and you find yourself kind of panicking a little bit as far as maintaining their position in the standings. I don't personally think that there's a huge drop-off for the Warriors if they finish third, fourth, or fifth. Heck, even sixth. Um, when it comes to home court advantage, you know, this is a veteran team that when healthy can win in whatever variables present themselves. So most importantly is make the postseason and be healthy. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to enter the postseason on a huge losing streak and not playing good Warriors ball. And it would be really great for the Warriors to be able to come together as a group, find some cohesion, establish an identity and be able to execute and sustain success even without their best player. And that will just help build confidence for everybody, including the coaching staff heading into the postseason and feel like Steve Kerr has more options available and not this kind of mentality of, well, without Curry, we're doomed. So 
Kind of a short pod today, but that's all we got. Uh, Really looking forward to this Orlando Magic game. We'll likely be doing another show midweek. Hopefully um, get a guest show going on um, coming into the weekend or later this week. So with that, quickly before we sign off, we also want to remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses as well. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Please give me a follow on Twitter at SDWarlick and subscribe, rate, and review the show. And we'll catch you for the next one. Thanks for tuning in, guys.